Today's episode is brought to you by Podcast Pipeline. We'll take care of all your podcast production so you can focus on your business. Visit us at podcastpipeline.com. Here's the question. Are you a business owner wanting to grow your business, but you're struggling with how your podcast can help? Well, welcome to the show that's about to change all that. I am your host, Cliff Duvinois, and in this podcast, we're taking the problems of podcasting head on. Entrepreneurs like you will share their strategies, tactics, and tips that they use every day with their podcast to make it an effective marketing and revenue tool in their toolkit. Welcome to Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Hey there, world changers, and welcome back for another episode of Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Now, today's guest is a certified job search strategist. She's a certified coach and one of fewer than 25 master resume writers on the planet. Now, she's worked with clients on every continent except Antarctica, and her clients have landed their dream jobs in Fortune 500 companies, nonprofits, startups, mid-sized organizations throughout the world. Now, her weekly podcast has over 200 episodes and well over 35-star reviews. Please welcome to the show the host of the Exclusive Career Coach podcast, Lisa Edwards. Lisa, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm thrilled to be on uh, the show today and to talk about podcasting. How fun. Yeah, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of plug you here for a second. If there's any scientists in Antarctica thinking you want to change careers or jobs, please contact Lisa so she can now say that she's gotten them all on all seven continents. I just figured there was penguins there and they don't typically need resumes. So I feel pretty good about not having any on Antarctica. absolutely love it i absolutely love it okay why don't you tell us a little bit more about what your business is who do you serve sure so it's been an interesting evolution and i started as a resume writer because i knew that was a very marketable skill so while i was still working in higher education i was the director of a career center at a university out of the midwest i got my initial resume certification back in gosh 2009 and knew that that was something very marketable and tangible that would draw clients to me. And I initially, as as do most resume writers, worked as a subcontractor for a variety of companies and really didn't build my own business initially. And a couple of years after that, I started getting the, the other certifications that I have, including my coaching certification. And it was really interesting. And you and I spoke briefly before we started about, you know, how you, your mindset and how you define yourself. And when people would ask me who I was and what my business was early on, I was a resume writer and I didn't own the coaching piece, which is really interesting because I'd been a certified resume writer for a year or two. And I had been coaching high college age students to figure out what they wanted to be when they grew up for at that point, about 20 years. But yet I didn't own the coaching piece like I did the resume writing piece. And it's been right. interesting to watch that shift in my business. And so now my niche is high achieving mid-career professionals. So folks for whom the sky is the limit and they really need someone to help them complete the loop. So for many people that looks like I need a new resume, I need my LinkedIn profile to speak the right way and to speak to the right people. And I need a job search strategy that doesn't depend on job boards because they don't work. I need to know how to interview. I need to know how to negotiate a salary. I need the mindset that will serve me as I go through this process. So now 
most of my clients get all of that. And in turn, they're using my entire zone of genius and not just a little section of it as they get everything they need from me to help them get from point A to point B and land their dream job. Nice. I absolutely love that. And for our audience, the zone of genius that Lisa is talking about, you can find that in Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap. If that book isn't on your shelf, it should be because it's absolutely wonderful. And it, I credit that book alone to saving my sanity <laughs> as far as being an entrepreneur goes. Spending that time in the zone of genius. Yes. What I would like to do is I kind of like to take a step back because you were talking before about how you were already coaching college students, but then you decided to go ahead and get your full certification in getting coaching. What would be some of the mindset challenges that you see when you're dealing with your particular clients? What are they facing? What are some of the hurdles that you help them to, to overcome, to really unlock their full potential? It's really interesting in that it often is very different for male clients and female clients. And so oftentimes there are issues, and this one's pretty universal, but there's an age issue. So I'm X years old, pick a number. It's been interesting because it can be as low as I'm in my 40s now. I'm really too old for this. And then there could be people that are in their 60s that think they're too old. And so we have to work around, okay, that's what is, right? That's a fact. You are the age that you are. Now what? How can we leverage that? And it has to start with your mindset, because if you think you're too old to get the job, guess what? <laughs> you're too old to get the job. But it's exactly. not because you're too old. It's because you think you're too old and how you show up as a result of that thought and that belief about yourself. So that one's pretty universal. I think women in general deal much more with imposter syndrome. I want to move to this next level. Am I really capable? I, you know, I basically changed the world for company A, but does that mean that I can change the world for company B? Maybe it was a fluke. And guys, I saw a meme recently, don't take this personally as a dude, but it was like, I would just like to have the confidence of a, of an dude, like an average guy as a woman. <laughs> and so <laughs> we women, we tend to, we tend to suffer from some thoughts that don't serve us. So I do a lot of that kind of mindset work with the women. And certainly another one that is quite universal, and I think it's a very interesting one is, is a lack of education. And so when someone doesn't have usually a bachelor's degree, in some cases, it might be a master's degree. But even though they have been, and I've worked with CEOs who didn't have a bachelor's degree, they were laid off or they quit or whatever happened, they're now looking for a job and they're so, they have so many doubts about their ability to get yeah. the next job. And it's so interesting. It, and of course, if the, answer, if the next question is, what do you do with those folks? Especially when it's something that they can't change or they can't change immediately. You're not going to wake up tomorrow with a bachelor's degree. So we work with the mindset around that. What do you bring to the table? How do we leverage what we, you do have? Okay, you're 63 years old. That's a fact. What do we do about it? How do we leverage it to your advantage? How can you think about it in a way that serves you? Nice. I really love that. And over the last year and a half, and my audience knows, because I've talked about this in previous episodes, over the last year and a half, mindset has become so critical to me in understanding that because I, it finally dawned, and I've said this for years, but it really didn't hit me until last uh, January timeframe that it's not the system. It's not the man. It's not, it's not that the world's conspiring against me. My biggest challenge is myself. It's what's going on up here between my ears. And yes, there is something up there that is really causing me to hold me back in how I would show up in conversations or in business meetings or anything else. 
And you're absolutely right. You're, the mindset that you have impacts you on so many levels. And it's your actions, it's the vocabulary that you use, and it's just, it's everything. And that's why for entrepreneurs, mindset is critical. If you walk into yes. that meeting convinced you're not going to get the client, you're not going to get the client because your body language is going to say it, your vocabulary is going to say it, it's going to be written all over your face. And that's just going to push a client away. And you you believe something about yourself. If you think you're not going to get the client, you either think I'm not good enough to serve this client or I charge whatever too much. I'm, I don't present well. I don't give a good pitch, whatever it is. And so then the story we tell ourselves after the fact when we don't get the client is, see right there, I told you. It was because you're yeah. not good at presentations. You're not good at whatever. And it's not that at all. It's the story that was in your head that is holding you back. And to your point about the mindset, I was working with a client yesterday and she were doing some career coaching and she is working for a company that has continually promised her a raise and a promotion. And she's been with oh, the yeah. company for quite a while and since early COVID, so not years and years, but she's been with them for a while. And they've been promising her and dangling this carrot, dangling. And in January, they told her, we're going to get you the promotion and we're going to get you the raise. And now they're waffling. So that was January. And now in February, they're changing their mind or they're being kind of waffly about it. And so I sat back yesterday as I was coaching her and I said, so how is this situation perfect? And she looked at me like I had grown another nose. And uh, (laughs) I said, This is happening for a reason for you. This is a perfect storm for you right now. And I had my suspicions about what it was. It was the universe's way of saying, it's time. Like, you can't put this off anymore. It is time for you to look for a new opportunity. But I wanted her to say that to me, the Dorothy thing. She had to figure it out all on her own and then click her heels together. And she got it, right? And she said, oh my gosh, that's such a shift for me now to think of it as, how is this situation perfect? And in my own life, And whatever it is, I find that if I can, no matter how bad, the badder it is, (laughs) the worse it is, the more useful it is for me to think of, how is the situation perfect for me right now? What am I learning? What is, how is the universe conspiring in my favor in this set of circumstances? And it's such a, it's such a mind, a game changer for your brain. Hey everyone, we're going to take just a moment to thank today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Podcast Pipeline. Do you love editing your podcast episodes? Yeah, I didn't think so. You're an entrepreneur, not an audio engineer. The point being is that those hours that you're spending could be better spent on your business or with your family. That's why Podcast Pipeline offers full production podcast services. We take care of your podcast so you don't have to. And that means your time will be yours again to focus on what's really important. Visit us at podcastpipeline.com to learn more about how our services can help you. And now back to the show. Yes. And it's interesting that you blend what is the universe doing right now into that. Uh, Cause man, I could, that's something I could talk about all afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good a I. mindset. Yeah. It's the universe. I told you, I told you, this is going to be one of those interviews that you and I could just chat forever. Um, <laughs> and I love those sites of interviews. I tell you this right now, I'm going to have to have you back on the podcast. Cause I definitely want to explore that a little bit more. Oh, absolutely uh, fun. When I'm on my podcast, if I tell my, when I have a guest, I tell my listeners, I said, my, my thought process is 
that I am having a conversation with another professional and we are totally yep. into each other's story and what we're telling. And there might be some people listening. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly it. So you've got your resume business. You've got your certification in coaching. You're getting your clients phenomenal results. What made you decide to get in the podcast? This is such a fun story. I love to tell it. I was in a women's group at the time, still loosely affiliated with the group. And there was a couple of things going on in my life that, number one, I, I'm very rain man about certain things. And I had told myself that it must cost $5,000 to podcast. Like, I was just convinced that it would take $5,000. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> it was, with absolutely zero like facts, right? So you remember, if you remember Rain Man, if you watch the movie, he thinks that underwear and like a car cost the same amount of money. So, <laughs> and my amount apparently is $5,000. So I was like, okay, that's really expensive. I can't afford that. So I had talked to my women's group and lamenting the fact that I couldn't afford a podcast, even though I hadn't even looked into it. But it was really in my heart to do it because the the spoken word, and I love to write, don't get me wrong, I love to write, but yes. the spoken word, there was something about podcast. I had recently become a listener. So this is back 2017 is when I started my podcast. So we're probably talking 2016 or something like that. And to some degree, podcast was still in its little baby stages then. But I had gotten turned on to some podcasts and I was loving that format. I could see myself in it. $5,000 is a lot of money. And then so what this women's group had recommended was you should do teleconferencing. Like you should have a like a call in phone thing where you talk to people because that's what they were doing. And right. I had about as much energy <laughs> towards doing that. As <laughs> I, I, I can't even think of anything that has that little energy. It would be like a turtle who was asleep. And so I was never getting off of square one with it. I mean, I would sit there and I would be like, oh, what, I got to think about how to do this. I, there was no creativity. There was no energy around it. And so I was listening to yet another person's podcast. I think one of the coaches that I listened to. And the topic had something to do with questioning assumptions. <laughs> right? There you go. Right. So she was inviting us to think about an assumption that we might question. And of course, I was like, well, I suppose I could question the assumption that it costs $5,000 to podcast. Hmm. So that was well and good. But, you know, when you don't know how to podcast, you don't know how to find it. You don't know what you don't know and you don't know how to find it out. So exactly. I, I yes. think I, true to form, searched podcast and I found a podcast on podcasting like the technical stuff. I can't even remember his name, but he was out of Britain or something. He had an accent. So I think he was out of Great Britain or maybe Australia. And on his website, I listened to a couple of episodes, never listened to him again. I got what I needed. But then on his website, he had this really good sort of graphic of if you want a starting level microphone, here's what you might pick. And some ref and he wasn't selling them. He wasn't a, like a provider or anything. It was good content. It was unbiased research. And so that told me, what did I need? Okay. I needed a microphone. I needed some headphones, blah, blah. And then it told me at the levels, what I might want to go for and about what the investment would be, which as I'm sure was nowhere near $5,000. So I started grabbing stuff and the rest of it was, as I think it is for many podcasters, learn as you go, be willing to get it wrong, mess it up, get in there, get your hands dirty and figure it out. So that was really the genesis of it. Once I realized it didn't cost anywhere near $5,000, that whole world opened up to me. And I was, it was like I had been shot out of a cannon because that's really all I was waiting for. I already wanted to do it. So I, I got it going really quickly after that. 
I want to push this a little bit more. You're talking about some of the mindset that you had going into podcasting and you were thinking, oh, I'd like to do this, but I don't have $5,000. But what specifically about the spoken word, about the actual medium itself that made you said, you know what, I'd like to start a podcast just in the first place. That's an interesting question. And I don't know that I've ever really drilled down deeply on that. What I do know is that as I was participating in these teleconferencing, so dial up, you know, whatever, I don't even remember what the platform was. I, there was something about you having to be there right then and there to get the value. And yes, you could get a recording afterwards, but it just didn't feel the same. And, you know, but if you're not available at 1 p.m. on Thursdays, you're out of luck kind of thing. There was something about that. And then I think coupled with what I got, boy, I'm glad you asked this question because I'm learning about myself as I answer it. I, my first podcast, so a friend of mine who's a coach here in town said, you've got to listen to this woman. She's a life coach and she's fabulous. And so I was planning a trip. So I live in Tallahassee, Florida. I was planning a trip up to Illinois to see my daughter. So it was a thousand miles either way. What a perfect way to get hooked on a podcast. So I'm like, okay, let me figure this out. I don't know how to like, where do, where do these things live? Let me find it. Let me download. So I didn't even know I had to download. I didn't know anything, but I figured it out. And I remember listening all the way up until I got to the point where if I don't stop listening to this woman, my brain is going to explode. I am so (laughs) like in the best possible way. I am so excited about what this woman is saying. And then I did the same thing coming back. I think I hit Birmingham and I was like, I'm going to blow up if I don't stop. And I just need to like <laughs> sit in the car in the quiet, me and the dog and just digest the amazing content. My world shifted in that trip because of her podcast. And so I think I was thinking about the effect that her podcast had had on me coupled with just liking the medium better and again not liking the medium of a teleconference at all so i think it was just all of that it was this sense of here's the perfect avenue to get out my my zone of genius out into the world this is what fits me beautiful beautiful i absolutely love it now you've started the podcast you got it out there you've gotten over this five thousand dollar mindset which (laughs) it's not uncommon. And I could, man, I could rail on that for the next 20 minutes, by the way. (laughs) Uh, I am. Well, so you know what? I am going to rail on that. I'm not the only one. Yeah. So nothing irritates me more when someone comes out with a YouTube video and says, if you want to get into podcasting, here's the equipment you got to have. And it's like $4,000. You got to have this top end microphone. You got to have a mixer board. You got to have all this other stuff. And they're like, yep, because you need this studio quality. Meanwhile, they're like, oh, links down below. Right. Mm -hmm. So you go into the description, every single one of them is an affiliate link and some poor guy out there that thinks he wants to start a podcast. Maybe it's for his business. will go out and spend the $4,000 just because this YouTuber told him to. Yep. Two months later, he's gone to the pod fade and his spouse is all upset because he dropped four grand on a bunch of equipment. He's not even using it. So he's selling it for a third of the price. Yep. You know, I mean, my podcast setup is, and I've talked about this before, literally it's my $120 Yeti. I've got a ring light behind my computer just so when I'm talking to you, my face is lit up and that's it. That is it. You don't need to get fancy. You don't need to go over the top. Okay. I'm done with my tear. (laughs) (laughs) I am done with my tear. Uh, so what, so you've launched your podcast, you've gotten it out there. You are very defined on who, who your market is and how you can serve them, how you can add value to them. So what is podcasting done for your business? 
I love this question because I think for so many people, is, every, is the sound okay? Are you here? Because it sounded like it just changed. Uh, no, it okay, sounds okay. the same to me. It's probably my ear. So I love this question. And the reason I love this question is that I think so many people automatically think sponsorships. I'm going to get commercials. I'm going to have sponsors. Yes. I'm going to bring in thousands of dollars. And I will admit that early on, I listened to somebody somewhere talk about that. And they were throwing some pretty big numbers out there and my eyes lit up, but it wasn't in integrity with what I was doing. And so I have committed to never have commercials on my side. I did have one gentleman, I will say, who we traded out. He was in the same kind of space as me. And I put a little notification on five of my episodes and he did the same for me. But I think that's a different category. But what this right. has done for me is very much like writing a book, which I have not done yet, not because I don't have plenty of stuff to write. I haven't landed on the thing that is unique that I want to put out there because I don't want to put another resume book out there. There are already 35 bajillion of them out there. And I don't want to put just right. more of the same. But this has right. given me that platform for my expertise to be out in the world and for people to know about me as the expert that I am. And so the way that I have monetized this podcast is by the clients that come to me. You know, anybody who's in sales knows that you have to know, like, and trust someone before you buy yep. from them. And my, the people who listen to my podcast, they feel like they already know me. They like me or they don't, but they don't keep listening if they don't like what I have to say. And they trust that what I'm saying is accurate and they maybe go out and field test what I suggest and they find that it works. So when they come to me, it is really a warm contact. It's so much, it's almost kind of cheating in terms of the sales that I have to do. And I, I don't think of myself as a salesperson, but I am selling when I do a consult. And I'm not starting from scratch right. with those people. Like I am somebody who just randomly found me on LinkedIn, for example. They already are three quarters of the way there. And so a lot of my clients, it's become my largest source of clients right up there with referrals from other clients. And that's how I've monetized it. That's how I've benefited from it. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily see that at the beginning. I think I've had that notion. But it was so in my soul to do this podcasting. I was willing to ride out those lean years when nobody listens and you're really not moving yep. the needle at all because I was enjoying myself. So whenever I'm asked to give advice to new podcasters, I say, you gotta love it. It's gotta be in your soul because the delayed gratification is probably not gonna be sustaining to you if you don't love it for itself. Nice. Nice. Absolutely love that. Now, you were talking before about the no like, and trust factor, which is critical for doing the business today, making sure that your, your content is lying. You were talking before about how it's almost like your podcast has done three quarters of the heavy work for you, right? When people are reaching out. And so just from like a standpoint, just from your perspective, because like you've been doing this for a while, you've gotten, like you said, this is like your biggest resource as far as getting clients through the door and everything else. Like how many episodes do you think it takes for somebody to finally reach out to you? Do you think it might be 10, 20? Do you think they have to binge? Does it it's just, kind to get of, a, just kind of get? Yeah, I think it's been all over the board. I think. Okay. I, I think I would have to ask that specific question because I think for some people, it may be after one episode because that's the perfect episode that they needed to hear. 
And then maybe they listen to a few more before they pull the trigger, but they're kind of already there. And then other folks will tell me I've been listening since the beginning or almost the beginning. And I finally needed you because if you think about what I do, there could be someone who just listens for the career management piece because my podcast, I'm very clear in saying my podcast is bigger than my practice, which focuses on job transition. My, My podcast is all things career management. So you can listen and learn about leadership and how to manage relationships at work and what do you do about a debilitating boss? That was this week's episode. And so they could be listening very passively and then all of a sudden they get laid off. They decide it's time to change the job and now they reach out to me. So I think it's all over the board for me. Nice. Okay, good. Yeah, and what you were talking about with FAIR before, I mean... When I did my first podcast way back in the day, it took one episode for somebody to reach out and say, hey, I want to work with you. They were a high ticket client. And that's what I was sold. I'm like, man, podcasting is it. At that time, I just didn't understand why. (laughs) So that's been a multi-year quest. I've finally figured that one out, but I figured it out now finally. So why don't you share with us what uh, one of your biggest successes has been through your podcast? I think the success has been, one of the successes has been the synergy that I could have never anticipated. What do I mean by that? My podcast and how I am able to help people who maybe don't listen to the podcast or haven't yet. So what do I mean by that? For one thing, I'm on a women's group that I'm I'm considered a VIP, meaning that I sort of answer the questions and I'm in the career track. So all things career management, I'm in there to help answer other people's questions. And oftentimes when I sit down, the way that I answer the question is, here's an episode of my podcast that speaks directly. So I can write a paragraph or two, but I can send it a 20 minute podcast that answers the question much better. I've also done that with social media posts that I've put out there. Do you want to know more about this? Here's an episode. When I'm helping clients or prospective clients during a consult, I'll say, oh, hey, I've got an episode about that. And I'll send that link to them. And what my virtual assistant has done, who, by the way, I worship the ground she walks on and she knows it. She has taken my entire uh, <laughs> back catalog of podcasts and organized them into um, into a, a file where I have the title, I have the date, I have the link directly to the podcast. So I can just go in there. I don't have to go to my website and scroll through. I can find it. I can sort it by topic. I can sort it by date. It's the answer. It's just the answer. (laughs) Whatever the question is, it's the answer. So it's been that really interesting kind of synergy. And along the lines of that, which I think goes hands in hands with hand in hand with it, is how I have upped my game in terms of my expertise. Not that it wasn't there before, although there have been nooks and crannies that I have learned more about as I've researched for podcast topics, but more it's been about expressing that and bringing disparate thoughts together and disparate ideas together to present them to my audience has made me a better coach, has made me a better expert in the career management space. Beautiful. And that's one of the really strong points that I want to make sure that I highlight to the audience that's listening is that by doing a podcast, especially when you're having guests on there who are experts in their field, the knowledge that you get from those guests is just, I mean, it's worth the hundred dollars you spent for the USB mic. Let's just put it to you that way. Not the, not <laughs> since, the $5,000. Like, not the $5,000 bottle. 
No, but, uh, <laughs> but no, just in the short period of time, I mean, I've done roughly about 35 interviews for this particular podcast alone. And I knew a lot about podcasting when I started, but now that I've had a chance to come in and talk to people, all the different ways that they're using the podcast to, to grow their business, to open up other lines of revenue. And like you were just talking about there, really highlighting the knowledge and the expertise and how it's really started to open things up. And you mentioned this before, this has actually helped you to become a better coach. Absolutely. And to your point, I have had guests come on who have referred clients to me. I have referred clients to them because their space is different from mine. I've developed partnerships and mostly informal ones, but partnerships with these people. We've we've written content for each other. There's been all kinds of interesting relationships that have been built around the guest. And I don't have a guest on every episode. I've had them on about a, I don't know, 25% of the time, maybe at that, at, at most. But that has been such Beautiful. a neat, un, unintended consequence of having a podcast. Nice. So your mix of episodes then, you're about, like you said, 75% solo mm -hmm. and then 25% guests. Why did you decide to mix that up and why keep producing mm -hmm. just solo episodes rather than just interview a bunch of people? Yeah, I started out with no intention of having guests, had a couple of friends relationships that I wanted to bring in because they made sense. So it wasn't so much about I want a guest as here's I want to talk about benefits, for example, I want to talk about how do you decipher employee benefits when you're looking at a company and trying to figure out whether you want to work there or right. what do I what is an HR person wish that we knew about the job search process so I started bringing in those people and then what happened was I started getting contacts at least once a week from someone who wanted to be on my podcast now it's two three four a day that want to be on my podcast and as I'm sure you have experienced most of them have clearly never listened to my podcast because their pitch has nothing to do with you know it, it, I'm in the business category which is very broad and what they're bringing to the table is not a fit so most of the time I'm turning those people down because I'm very protective of my audience. I don't right. ever, I very seldom go out looking for guests for my podcast. And when I do, it's always based on that topic. Who's an expert on or perfect example is there's someone that I know loosely in my space who put out a newsletter recently and it was seven I'm giving away my next topic. So no one out there steal this. <laughs> it was seven <laughs> documents you should have on your phone at all times when you're in a job search. And I was like, I got to reach out to Bob and I got to have Bob on the podcast to go deep on, on this thing. This is great. So right. I'm looking for that, but I'm never going out to somebody and saying, please, please, please be on my podcast because I just haven't needed to. They have come to me and I've selected the ones that make the most sense. So it's just really been organic like that. It hasn't been, it hasn't been intentional one way or the other. It's been topic driven. Nice. And like you were talking about before, and I'm glad you said that you really do have to protect the integrity of the relationship between yourself and your audience. And if somebody's going to come on there and provide, not going to provide the value that your audience needs or wants, or even relevant to them, then you damage that relationship. So you have to be very yeah. protective about it. I've seen threads on some of the sites that I'm on, some of the social media sites about what do you do when you have an episode that doesn't really go well? Well, I had that happen recently. I just wasn't pleased. I didn't feel like she stayed on topic. It just wandered and meandered and I couldn't get her back. And so I just very politely told her, 
that it wasn't of the quality that we, that I needed. And I didn't specify what I meant. I thought, well, right. if she wants to know, she'll ask and I'll tell her. And she didn't. And I'm okay with doing that now. There was one early on that I wished I had and I didn't. Yeah. And I learned a valuable lesson from that because I wasn't pleased with it. And I put it out there anyway. So now I'm very protective. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So for the people who are listening, they want to come and they check out your podcast, what it is that you're doing, listen to your, some of your solo episodes. How best can they find you online? So the podcast is the Exclusive Career Coach. And I'm wherever you find your podcast. And they're also on my website, which is Exclusive Career Coaching. So a little bit different, but almost exactly the same. You can find me. I live mostly on LinkedIn. So it's Lisa L-E-S-A Edwards. So if you find me, if you search for that name, you will find me. I have a, as I like to tell my clients, I have big old feet on LinkedIn. I have a very large nice. footprint there. And uh, I'm on Instagram at lisa.edwards, and you can find me on Facebook at Exclusive Career Coaching as well. Wonderful. And for our audience, we will have all those links in the show notes down below. Lisa, I wasn't kidding. I'd like to have you back on the podcast again. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's <laughs> yeah, do it. It did. It, it. Wonderful. Great. And uh, once again, thank you so much for taking time to talk with us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hey, everyone. I wanted to let you know that enrollment for our free five-day Start My Business podcast challenge is officially open. If you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking a podcast would be a great way to grow your business, but you're not sure how to start one, then this challenge is for you. This challenge is designed by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Now, within the five-day challenge, you'll go from ground zero to having a fully operational podcast that you can use to start growing your business. I'll be sharing with you simple tips and tricks that took me years to learn that will prevent you from spending hours on one episode. Head over to startmybusinesspodcastchallenge.com or click on the link in the show notes down below. We'll see you there.